what's up guys this is your girl coco and i want to welcome you to another episode of kiki and with coco if you are new to the show let me tell you a little bit about it it's about life in general with an emphasis on relationships i have my friends family or guests come on the show and we kiki about whatever the topic is today i have with me one of my good friends tyson if you have been listening to the show, she has been on the show a couple of times before, and she is back. So Tyson, you want to go ahead and say what's up? Hey, y'all. Did y'all, did you come up with your official name yet? You know, I keep, I think about it all the time and I forget. <laughs> Lord, well, I'm going to call y'all the Coco Puffs for now. She ain't, she ain't want to go with that name, but hey, Coco Puffs, it's your girl, Ty. Um, like she said, I've been on the show a couple of times, so y'all know I'm trying to get back into the groove of YouTube, but other than that, I'm just here to have a good time. That's what she said the last time. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I'm, I'm going to give her a little grace again because she just moved back to America. If y'all haven't noticed, most of my friends, we all moved back from wherever the hell we came from in Europe. And now we back in America. We did all buy houses. It's a different game these days. Mm-hmm. So how, how has home ownership been for you so far? It's been amazing. And, you know, I, I don't think I fully have gotten the gravity of what we've done together because Whenever I tell somebody about our house, they immediately be like, oh, my gosh, you're only 24 years old or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I guess I've just felt like it was a it was a goal to do. So we just did it. But I haven't really took in the fact like a lot of people never get to do something like this, especially at this age. So mm-hmm. it's been a really proud feeling to be able to say I own my shit. Yes. And she got her house mm-hmm. built, y'all. So. so yeah she she's definitely doing big things can't wait for her to get back with the YouTube she definitely got a lot of content that she could be posting about but you know when she is ready I'm sure she will she will get it together yeah and you know what I decided like I'm just not about to speak on time frames because each time I think I'm about to do it I don't or something happens so I I put a internal goal I'm gonna keep it within myself and stop speaking on stuff so much because then it don't happen and then I'm looking crazy on Kiki and with Coco talking about it <laughs> I'm still I'm trying to tie you out <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly so we we under construction right now um (laughs) I I will definitely say I understand like needing a break and having anxiety with picking back up uh Mm -hmm. that's how I felt after my break like I will say I didn't realize I needed the break until I got it and then it was like almost a bit of relief because it's like, oh, now I don't have to think about topics. Now I don't have to try and find people to be on the show. And so um, so that's that's the hard part. Like once I'm in it, like doing it, I'd be like, yeah, I love this shit. But the the background work be, be mm-hmm. the hard part. Yeah. So I definitely understand like needing that break and 
mentally putting yourself in a headspace to do it. Mm-hmm. So I know you've been back in America. I see mm-hmm. you've been turning up a bit. <laughs> what you been drinking? Girl, I try some, and that's the thing, Cocoa Puffs. I don't even be drinking for real. So they just, my friends just tell me what I'm going to drink and I just drink it. I don't even know what I'm drinking. I just, all I ask is to not taste the alcohol because I, I just find that to be a weird mm-hmm. thing to do, to drink and want to taste. Like, have y'all, I had some Hennessy last night. <laughs> Baby. <laughs> oh my god it pulled my what's that little ga- dangly thing in your throat <laughs> it yes, tugged I- on it yeah my tonsils it physically tugged on my tonsils um and I ain't like that so but yeah it was a shot it was um you know at that Tuesdays where they put the shot in the the slushy or whatever yeah I don't know if they just inserted it wrong, but it was all waiting for me at the bottom. And mm-hmm. I just tried to take it like a G. I couldn't even finish it all. It was so nasty. So I've been drinking on a little bit of this and that. I don't even know the name of all of them. Child. But what wine you like? You still like Stella Rosa? I do like Stella Rosa. I started drinking this other wine, though. I can't. I don't even know how to pronounce it. It's like uh, a breeze. Some Italian stuff. It's real good. I actually like it better than Stella Rosa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's basically it. You know, drinking wine or I'd rather drink wine, but like drinking anything at all is like a random thing for me. I don't even put too much thought into it or take it seriously. I drink that wine like it's juice. <laughs> for real <laughs> you know baby steps baby steps mm-hmm. you know, I, I will say when I first started uh, drinking I wasn't big on drinking it was kind of just like who the hell want to drink alcohol but um, but you know as I got older life happened uh-huh. like shit I need a drink <laughs> <laughs> Period. You know, you can't smoke smoke the marijuanas. So um yeah, you know, drinking is the only vice we got. So exactly. Yeah. I understand. But you know, it's it's understandable. You ain't no drinker. Maybe you'll never be a drinker. Um, especially after being to Korea, if you ain't picked up on drinking, you probably not gonna be a drinker. Yeah, I don't think it's in me. It's cute every once in a while when it's like a super fruity mixed drink where you don't taste anything, but even then I wouldn't I would never go out of my way to like drink on my own. Mm-hmm. So um she's friends with Stacia, who was on a show a couple weeks ago, and the drink me and Stacia had it the loose, juicy Lucy. It looked good, but I will say, no, baby. I mean, if you if you like to taste the liquor, cool. But I'm not a vodka. I'm not a light drinker, so mm. it, I will say it was not for me. Even though I like a, a nice gin and tonic, I think those are really good. But that that drink encompassed gin and vodka, and maybe it just it just wasn't hitting together. 
So Station mm-hmm. and I both came to the conclusion that it was not good. Because <laughs> <laughs> we was going to do like a dual TikTok and everything. And uh-huh. I was like, you know what? Maybe we should just do it to say this drink is nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but Station yeah, the people need to know. And do that. So, mm-hmm. you know, but I, you know, everybody is different. So you may like it if you try. So I still say try it if you can mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and, and get a taste for it yourself so like say you go out order it versus like trying to make it at home maybe order it out and see if mm-hmm. you know you like it and then you can make it at home like okay I like this drink mm-hmm. but you know now that we done talked about a little bit of drinks uh mm-hmm. we want to go ahead and get into the word on the street so we all know Jada Pinkett Smith is always in the in the media for for saying something involving her and Will Smith's relationship. So this week, Jada spoke out on an episode with Gwyneth Paltrow and her mother was on the show, of course, because it's their show. And Mm -hmm. they were talking about sex and Jada was saying how. Um, if there was a difficulty in maintaining a healthy self, self, a healthy sex life with Will Smith. Mm-hmm. Now, what are your, your thoughts? And then I'm going to tell you my thoughts. Well, you got to kind of think of it in two different ways, because I watched the clip as well. And I was cringing because I'm thinking if I was in Will's shoes or even if I was in Jada's shoes, My first mind would be, why am I telling the people this? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to share this information? Um, It's no one else's business. And it could be embarrassing because, you know, the internet is going to take it and run with it and Mm -hmm. come up with all these types of scenarios as to why she would say something like that. But then the other way you would have to look at it is there are so many people who are in the entertainment industry as like, you know, mentors or like you know influencers you know self-help type of people Mm -hmm. or whatever and I feel like these conversations could relate to a lot of women or people in the world so you gotta if if there's going to be few people out there who are going to actually stand on you know their real experiences and share it for I'm assuming they're sharing it for the greater good like to Mm -hmm have people who may have gone through the same things relate to them and try to figure out, you know, what they can do to change it earlier than when Jada figured it out. You know what I'm saying? So both, I see it in both ways where it's like, okay, that's no one's business, but you're doing it. You're not just talking shit or, you know, being messy. You're kind of, you know, I hope it's to like influence people in a positive way. So I definitely think the conversation was to enlighten and not mm-hmm. put shade on her relationship because I did. Mm-hmm. I watched the entire episode because mm-hmm. I wanted to get the full context of what she was saying. Now, social media is playing a clip where she's saying, you know, we got into this when we were pretty young, like 23 years old, you know, whatever. But if you listen to the whole episode, the reason Gwyneth Paltrow was on the show is because Gwyneth Paltrow has a show on Netflix about the goop factory or whatever and within and she asks jada asks gwyneth 
why did she start the Goop Factory? And basically she was saying it's for women's health, but how can you talk about women's health if you don't talk about women's sexual health or reproductive health? And mm-hmm. um, the conversation basically came up in, you know, based on like porn and how society views sex, you know, they feel like we have a skewed idea of what sex is. And most of us didn't grow up with our parents talking to us about sex being pleasurable. It was don't get pregnant, don't have Mm -hmm. sex, it's gonna hurt your first time. And so you're never really taught like what it means to really be intimate with someone. So her Mm -hmm. saying what she said was more so in reference to saying they had to learn how to, to make people's to make their sex life worth it. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Because there's a lot of people out here who ain't had no orgasms. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When you watch porn, porn basically talk, shows the male being pleasured more so than the woman. So mm-hmm. it's just like, she. I don't feel like she was saying we have a bad sex life, but was saying we had to learn how right. to have sex with each other to do what makes the other person feel good. Because just mm-hmm. like somebody else might like bam, 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 somebody else might not like that. So you can't go right. having sex with somebody else with that same mm-hmm. mentality because they might not respond the same. Mm-hmm. So that's what I took from that conversation versus everybody on social media just being like, oh, she's saying they got bad sex. Right, and that's what I knew. Like the moment I saw the clip, I knew that's what, you know, the people are going to run with is that, oh, Will ain't got no stroke game or yada, yada, yada. Like all this stuff that they're saying, I knew that's what was going to be said after I watched the clip because, you know, the internet, they hardly take anything seriously. They're Mm -hmm. hardly ever, you know, truly getting the context of what's being said. And sometimes people not even looking at the clip, they're looking at what somebody else said about the clip and then... And then going off of that. So, right. And so I, like, I, how you broke it down, that's how I, I would obviously get that same point of view as well, because it's like, I don't know, unless you're not being real with yourself or unless you're one of those dudes that just feel like you, you the man, no matter what, Mm -hmm. I feel like it's actually normal for you to try to figure out what someone else likes Mm -hmm. beyond sex. Like, everybody's going to like something that somebody else doesn't or want to tweak something. You may be more affectionate, want to kiss during sex. And some people don't want, like, it's normal to try to figure out what works for somebody else. So I totally understood that, but I knew the internet is just undefeated with the internet. You're never, you'll never win. You will never win against the internet, Mm -hmm. which is why I said, I wouldn't, I personally would not put my business out like that Mm because they already ready to come for Jay, Jada and Will for anything. Facts. Ever since the entanglement, you know, people not never going to let Jada live that down. So every time mm-hmm. she speak on their relationship, it's going to be taken out of context. 100%. Yep. So I would definitely say if y'all really want to, to know what she said, watch the Red Table Talk to, to get that, to that, that piece of it. Because, of mm-hmm. course, like Ty said, people 
I basically like see somebody post something on social media and they just go and run with it and probably have never even seen the clip. So, mm-hmm. you know, I would say watch it. Mm-hmm. Learn yourself something. Yeah. Um, it was the episode was definitely very informational. So mm-hmm. I would definitely say look into it. Um, speaking of sex, <laughs> Young Miami released her video or song this week for Rap Freaks. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> in the in the song, it's actually my favorite part of the song because it's just funny. <laughs> but she said put it in your face like roaches and when I heard it I was like who got roaches in their face but then I was like maybe she's talking about the blunt roach you know like I don't know but then she goes on to say put his rich ass to sleep buenas noches (laughs) like (laughs) I hate, I hate, I can't. <laughs> but I think she really was trying to find a word to rhyme with Buenos Noches. Yes. And for whatever reason, put roaches in there. But hold up. I got some, I got some more detail on that. Maybe you don't know. Maybe the Coco Puffs. This is the unofficial name I'm giving y'all anyway. <laughs> but maybe the Coco Puffs aren't hip to, but. Diddy, the the man that she's alleged to be with the entangling with, mm-hmm. he came out recently. I want to say it was probably a month ago, but he says something along the lines that he remember waking up and having like seven or 15 roaches on his face <laughs> when he was poor. Um, I'm laughing at the situation. It's just really put it in his face like roaches just really made me. <laughs> i'm thinking that she was trying to be you know yes i think it's a reference to the story that diddy told because who the hell why are we saying that even if that's why she was saying it i still would have scrapped that line because that's just all around very ugly (laughs) in his face like roaches i don't want to i don't want to like put my coochie and roaches in the same (laughs) context I don't think that's cute, but however, I think that's why she said it, to try to, you know, be sly about their little entanglement they got going on. The song is trash. (laughs) (laughs) The video is really nice. Yes, that's usually how it is, child. Yeah, that video is nice, but I feel like, so have you heard that the City Girls was breaking up? Well, I heard like rumblings of it. But, you know, I never believe what the internet says until the people come out and say it. But I have heard the rumblings of it. But they seem like, I feel like they're not breaking up. I feel like they're probably just wanting to do what most artists in a group do. They want to just branch out and do their own thing. And I mean, the Migos do it. Yeah, I feel like they're not breaking up. They're probably just doing some solo stuff for right now. But they are 100% going to come back together, I feel. I agree. Um, Mm -hmm. but for what I can say, if Young Miami really wanted to pursue a solo career, she needs to get herself a ghostwriter because Mm -hmm. a lot of that, a a lot of it was just bad. (laughs) Right. 
Well, she need to pay JT to write her stuff for her because it was just bad. And you know what? Young Miami truly does have a soft, like a soft spot in my heart. Just because all the heavy lifting she had to do when JT was in jail. True. And how she kept, you know, kept it going. She could have easily tried to quit because they were still very new. Yeah. And there's so many new artists who have a couple hit songs and then can't go from there. But she was able to keep them alive for JT to come out of jail. And I don't know. And I do feel like some of her verses are underrated. Mm -hmm. Like, I I think I think, you know, she could do better with the lyrics and try to work on her diction or how she rap because. Yeah, (laughs) she can't talk. (laughs) Oh my God, bless a little Miami heart. <laughs> yeah, she got to work on that before. And that's why I'm like, I don't want them to really go solo right now because. Oh. <laughs> 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 uh, but I love you, Miami. I love her energy, nonetheless. <laughs> her commitment. Definitely. I, I would definitely say Young Miami makes them pieces hit. You know what I'm saying? While JT was away. Um, but the one factor Young Miami has for her that I think kept them relevant is that she's a pretty girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she's a pretty girl. And I think in anytime you're pretty, they willing to put the machine behind you. You know what I'm Absolutely. saying? Absolutely. Yeah. So even if they were to go solo, Young Miami will probably still be a thing because she's pretty, she's marketable. You know what I'm saying? Put a ghostwriter mm-hmm. on your girl, she'll do well. Bam. Yep. And I mean, these days they don't they don't make it a joke. I mean, they don't make it a secret that people got writers. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not all about oh, I'm crazy with the pen. You know, whatever. It's just like. If you can put it out there, then you you good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, because at this point, I think record labels have understood that as as a whole, we're not judging women the way they judge men on their like lyric abilities. Right. Most female rappers, unfortunately, they have so many fans just because the beat sounds good. They make up hair, nails, outfit yeah. is nice. They have a nice body. Like it's more so they are looking for more things than they do with men rappers. These men rappers are ugly, dusty, mm. Mm. crusty, yeah. and everything and above. So they're not they you know they don't expect expect much from them so as long as the young miami keep it cute and snatched and <laughs> i don't see her falling from being a solo artist nah me neither um but i definitely you know i i like it that she even put it out there <laughs> she was confident <laughs> Did you see Meg the Stallion? She was like, did she really rhyme roaches with Buenas Noches? <laughs> oh my God, I almost choked just now. <laughs> oh, child. <laughs> I can't even. I can't even. When I seen that, I said, no, let me go to the lyrics. <laughs> Surely. Surely I did not hear that right. And <laughs> now typically yeah. 
I will say when I listen to, to hip hop music, if it got a good beat, I'm good with it. I don't never too much listen to the words. And when I really do listen to the words, I just be like, what? You know, yeah. how, uh, loving basketball when a mama was like, they cursing their mamas over there. <laughs> yeah. I be listening to hip hop sometimes like, mm, that's what we doing now. You know, so when I heard, put it, I heard that shit loud and classic. Like roaches. Yeah, that's some silly ass shit. <laughs> and then because I saw it in the I saw the video before I just listened to the song. So I was just mm-hmm. like, now how she gonna say this talking about Diddy? I was I was very like mad. you couldn't here's how I feel about female rap. I know this is not the exact topic, but I just gotta get this off my chest. Because this is all funny and shit, and it's really ridiculous. But I just want better. I want better. Mm-hmm. I know that the general public are looking for, they're looking for, like, the hair and nails, yada, yada, body. But, and that's why female rappers really put that, put that as such a big, what's the word? Selling point? Yes, yeah, selling point, that's a priority to them is to make sure they look good and all that other stuff. But I really wish they would all revolt together and just be on some look. I'm going to give you these bars and nothing else. Because maybe if they, ha- they had, you know, less time from the hair and makeup and stuff, Young Miami wouldn't have to. I feel like that's a rush lyric right there. Mm-hmm. She was rushing for that shit. But I do feel like the female rappers that are up and coming, I feel like they are writing, you know what I'm saying? But I just feel like once you get that that one hit and then record labels start to see like the response to it, it's mm-hmm. almost like, because I mean, let's be real, Saweetie, she's a really pretty girl, but she's Ooh. not a good rapper. Oh, and I was talking to my best friend about this a couple months ago. I want her to stop. I mean, I like tap in, tap, tap, tap in. I I would like her to just focus on being a social media influencer. I feel like that's what she's doing. She got that shit down pat. Down pat. And this is no no shade. This is not me being mean or negative. I, I think sometimes you're good at stuff and sometimes you're just not buttercup. Yeah. I, I can count on one hand how many songs, and this is not me being overcritical. I can count on one hand how many songs that are good. And I mean, Sarita. honestly, her songs are really just catchy. Or catchy, yeah. Because pull up in my hood, that's just... Like, what are we even talking about? I, I don't know. But it's catchy. It's catchy. That's and it. I saw, I heard that one song she did with, I don't even know who it was. I want to say Will I Am. You know what song I'm talking about? I, I didn't even listen to the full song, but it was like she, oh my God, I'm cringing thinking about it. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad. Like the bar she said was, I, I can't even repeat it. It's so horrible. But, and that was her most recent song that she had put out. And so I'm just like, she went on an interview and said she was going into a boot camp to work on herself, pushed her album back and everything. And I feel like she's worse than Young Miami for sure. 
with performing, with lyrics. Mm. It's hard to watch. You know, I've I've seen Young Miami perform, but I've never really paid attention to um to Sweetie. So I don't know don't what waste I, your time. I like. Don't waste your time. <laughs> and again, not being mean, but and it's not even me thinking because you know we really love Beyonce. Yeah. It's not me thinking, oh, she has to be at Beyonce standard, honey. No, she's not even at Michelle. Oh, Michelle, she ain't never gonna let that fall down. <laughs> I just feel like we need to peel the onions back and just try to focus at the root with a lot of these female rappers and then build some consistency and then try to branch off and be different and, you know, be extra. But roaches on face and dancing so hard you can't even rap your lyrics you're not a dancer I just it's all a lot it's a lot yeah we're not asking for that we're not we ask for quality song mm-hmm. take it back so look Kim yeah mm-hmm. you know even, even if Biggie was writing her rhymes like right they had substance yeah and they made sense they made sense and she carried the, the flow Lil Kim's flow will always be iconic yeah. she got the right she has the right formula mm-hmm. and when she performs it's solid she's not trying to do the cat 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 bop bop top top, top five six seven. no she does that little slow humpty bitch. right <laughs> <laughs> which you know everybody got their little thing they do whenever she is doing choreography or whatever it's like it's simple it's it's enough it's enough it's not too much I feel like people are chasing that oh I want people to go crazy when I see this but you know a solid performance will always get you the point yeah for sure I don't what I will say is I don't think they're putting enough into artist development nope it's just like oh she pretty yeah we gonna put this out Mm-hmm. And this this song is really catching uh, attention because of the video. And then that roaches in the Buenos Noches. <laughs> you gonna make me spell all this damn tea out. <laughs> oh my God. I just cringe every time I hear that. I'm she went to the studio. I was, I was actually at work and I was <laughs> I was like, let me watch this video real fast. And I was really sitting there like cackling because I was like, what? <laughs> Roach it. Like she went into the studio. She physically went into the booth. Like who okay this? <laughs> Where was the green light, honey? Oh. I, and I'm assuming she sent this song out to other people because I know Meg was like why you didn't why you didn't put the verse on there saying that you sent such and such um I think who was it was it Jada or Ari who was I think it was Ari who was like she had already sent me the song I knew what it said Mm -hmm. 
when she was saying uh, she wanted to mess with Moneybag, yo, leave your girl at home, whatever, she was like, she had already heard it. Mm-hmm. This is how you know I don't really listen to the words because. <laughs> <laughs> That's, yeah, no, I'm still geared in on that damn roach. <laughs> Not geared in on the roach. <laughs> but yeah. I, I really wish they would invest in, in a writer for her because I think she could be so much better. Yeah. Than Roaches and Buenos Noches. <laughs> Roaches and Ben. Hold on. Let's, let's, hold up. Let's give us like two minutes. Let's try to figure out if we could have spent that shit somewhere else. Let's see. Put it in his face like. Nyquil? No. Put it in a space like breakfast. Girl. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. But I'm sure if we put a little bit more thought into it, we could have came up with something better than roaches. We on on the clock. Um, Cocoa (laughs) Puffs, I want to encourage y'all, find a lyric. That would have been a little bit better than putting in his face like roaches. I I I, I want to hear what y'all. I want to know what the people got to say about that because I know collectively we can all come together and we can make a change. Yes, <laughs> we can make a change. Maybe start a petition. Maybe she could go back into the booth just re-edit that one part. because <laughs> um, that's devastating. That's yeah. devastating. Because I mean the I mean the rest of it. It, it went well for who she was talking about. And it's just like, for you to actually have a relationship with Diddy, you could have came up with something better. <laughs> and then I'm like, that's not going to make Diddy be like, mm, okay, mama. <laughs> if anything, it's going to give his ass PTSD. <laughs> and now he don't want it in his face. Right. <laughs> Like what? Right. It's like Diddy. Did you listen to this song before she put it out? He didn't. She was probably trying to surprise him being cute. Because there ain't no way in hell he would go like that shit. (laughs) Not Sean Combs. (laughs) Poor young Miami. But I know she's making a coin. Yeah. Everybody is talking about it. I think she almost number one on uh, iTunes or YouTube or something. She's a... Mm-hmm. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the title of this episode. Buenas noches. Buenas noches. <laughs> Roaches. Dot, dot, dot. Buenas noches. <laughs> yes, do that. The, like if somebody's just scrolling past and that's like oh a new episode of Kiki and Coco wait let me see what they talk about right <laughs> good night roaches right <laughs> like what she you know what I, now at this point I'm thinking she kept that shit in there knowing it was ass but like people gonna talk about it she had to mm-hmm. it's a marketing scheme yeah it definitely is 
But we gonna go ahead and get up off Young Miami and her lack of miracle <laughs> genius. But um, you know, let's get into the hot cup of cocoa for this week. <sighs> so this week's hot cup of cocoa, y'all know I love insecure. And this is the final season, season five. But it is the final season, and we must say goodbye to Issa D, Molly, Lawrence. Why can't never remember the other two friends' names? Uh, Natasha. Kelly. Tiffany. Tiffany. Tiffany and Kelly. Why I said her real name. (laughs) I said Tiffany's real name. Natasha Caldwell, ain't that her name? Mm -hmm, Something like that. Tiffany Child. But uh, no, that's Amanda Seals. That's Tiffany. Oh, 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 Tasha, Tasha. Is it Tasha? Tasha is Kelly. Kelly, Kelly, Kelly. All right, yeah. So, you know, the season premiered last Sunday, and it was, I think it was a good way to start the season off. Because we all know, if you watch Insecure, that they were all friends in college and that's how they met. But to actually put put it in perspective, now, I don't think they ever talked previously about what school they went to. But they went to, you know, Predominantly. a predominantly white school, but an Ivy League. So Stanford mm-hmm. University is where they went to school at, you know, and um, which made me wonder, is that where Issa went for real? Because she did. She did? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought it was super dope that, you know, she put that in the show, that that's where they all met. And, and not to say, like, I don't believe that Black people go to these types of schools or whatever, but... I guess like to see the dynamic of the black people in that environment it was like y'all was acting like that mm. <laughs> but then I went to a predominantly white college before I came to the military and um I do feel like we probably acted like that you know <laughs> <laughs> Especially with Greek life like because mm. Chicago had like a it was a it, there were citywide chapters of sorority sororities and fraternities versus like each school has a chapter or whatever so it was like a pretty big thing you know the greek life in chicago on a college scene so i do remember that being a thing and so to see that you know tiffany is a aka which we definitely saw some backlash and molly is actually one as well molly mm-hmm. not, um wearing any of the paraphernalia and things like that and so if you know anything about greek life greek culture they don't believe they don't just let anybody in so that's one right they don't mm-hmm. allow people to um you know, wear their colors, wear their paraphernalia, do the dances, non-Greek people to associate with none of that. (laughs) So, so, um, and it's surprising that Tiffany would get backlash for this because, well, I guess because it was just so overt because she did actually wear the the symbol 
or whatever mm-hmm. for AKA, but I know in um, the best man holiday, Morris Chestnut, he didn't say he was a Q, but he made the little gesture, you know, mm-hmm. like he was a Q or whatever. And when I first saw it, I was kind of just like, is he one in real life? But I was just like, must be if they put it in the movie, you know? Mm-hmm. And then I was watching it with my boyfriend and he's a Q and he was like, nah, he should be in trouble for that. He should, cause he ain't no damn Q. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. But you know, Greeks take that really seriously or whatever. Yeah. So I'm sure um Issa and them got some type of approval for them mm-hmm. to portray that character as an AKA because um they did ask Stanford to allow them to report on their campus and Stanford mm-hmm. I'm assuming because she made a post saying you know thank you Stanford for allowing us to shoot there with your no no camera uh, policy or whatever like that so I would definitely think that they did their due diligence and got approval prior to. Mm-hmm. But um, one of the, they, you know, of course, when you go to a reunion, you see all types of people. Turn your light on. <laughs> you get a Girl, there is no light up in here. <laughs> That's a good light. Huh? I said it's a good light. Is that enough? Yes, yeah, good. Look, when you get a new build, they don't put lights in all the rooms, whatever dumbass reason. So, um, it's too loud for me to go anywhere else. Um, let me see. Is this better? Yeah, yeah. that's good. Okay. I mean, it's better than it was because it was black. <laughs> 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 but, um, you know, when you go to a reunion, you you run into all types of people. And so there were two people that presented themselves in this episode, one of which was an old friend that Molly, Issa, and Kelly were friends with. Tiffany said she was a bit too much for her. But <laughs> they had some type of, you know, little play rap group. We know Issa got me a bitch or whatever. But, um, you know, they ran into this girl and she was like super rowdy and, you know, from the Bay, you know, and it was just kind of like whoever they chose to play that part, she definitely did not fit the bill, I will say, because Issa and them, I feel like they look relatively young. That person looked like an old person trying to be young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was your thoughts on like your initial introduction to that character? Um, well, maybe because she was so rowdy, maybe they wanted someone who looked like, oh, they're constantly trying to be loud and fast and whatever. And maybe the, it aged her mm-hmm. to where, <laughs> you know, how sometimes life hits some people a little bit harder. Yeah. And they you think they older than what they really is, but really they just live the fast life. <laughs> yeah. And so then- maybe that's mm-hmm. And then she was like, yeah, she left school. So she didn't finish at Stanford because she left to go on tour and dance with Sierra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) 
when they was like, well, what you been up to, girl? She was like, you know, I was just on tour with Saweetie or just did a video with Saweetie. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, that's definitely something people can look into, but okay. Right. <laughs> tell that you lying. And then you have, I guess, someone that Molly used to mess with, a guy that she used to mess with. And I guess they were trying to put them on because Tiffany's husband, what's her husband name, Derek? Yes, Derek. Derek was like, well, you know, he's divorced now and kind of just walked off. And then he's like, yeah, they've been trying to leave us alone for a while now, you know, but it seemed like he was trying to, you know, put his bid in and Molly was kind of clueless, which I can relate to because I'm that person. Like, if I'm not checking for you, I'm not picking up on no hints or clues that you checking for me. And that's, and it's crazy that I'm in the relationship that I am, man, because I was clueless as a dang dingbat with my man in the beginning. I thought he was just being you weird you and goofy. <laughs> I was, that he was being weird and goofy the whole time. I guess he was flirting. I <laughs> didn't pick up a thing so I understood her and that that's one thing I could relate with Molly on because yeah <laughs> she ain't got too much relatableness in that yeah but um and then also we see you know in last season uh Issa and Molly had basically got into this big blow up at her event and yeah we saw them kind of come back together at the end but it was awkward it's like a it was like a we're gonna table this we're gonna keep it cute it's like a truce for right now but ultimately we still got the whole season to go I think it'll be great character development if they never be friends (laughs) I think Molly is a certain type of friend where she's selfish and she has no self-awareness, stubborn for no good reason. And I feel creates her own problems. And you brought up very valid points that you did. Yes, yes, yes. Um, but you know, I think I'm just one of those people. Like my friends all say, you just want to see the good in people. And I do. Um, what good you see in Molly? I think yeah, Coco Puffs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ain't seeing it. She ain't seeing it. <laughs> I just think now I do believe that you know friends outgrow each other, mm-hmm. but I just I guess I just feel like Molly and Issa have had such I'm not gonna say a great friendship, but they have a really close relationship. They don't fall every season. Maybe a codependent relationship. <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. A codependent relationship. It's almost okay. like they can't function without each other, but they can't function with each other either. Mm. But, um, you know, just like I have wanted to see Issa and Lawrence get back together since damn season one. Yeah. So when I saw it in season four, I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Condola had to bring her ass into the situation. Raggedy ass bitch. All right. And I know this, never mind. I'm not even going to go backwards, honey. But I'm uh, not going to go backwards. But 
so so yeah, I I we still see that Issa and Molly are in a weird space in their relationship, but I do feel that they genuinely want to be friends. They just got to mm-hmm. figure out how to get back there. And like you mm-hmm. said, I do think that Molly needs to evaluate herself, which I think she is doing with her going to therapy. And I think the breakup from her situation last season has really forced her to get into therapy. And I can relate to that. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like needing to go to therapy and then going through this crazy breakup. And it's just like, I need help navigating this, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And during that time, people definitely like get that introspect that they need of themselves. So mm-hmm. through throughout this season, I look forward to seeing Molly's character um, mm-hmm. be the person that Issa needs her to be. Right. And I'm excited too, because I watched an interview um, that Issa did on The Breakfast Club. And she was just talking about how when they went into the writer's room for this last season, they were at first writing like these characters' lives were ending. Mm-hmm. But then they had all collectively agreed, like, even though the show isn't going, these characters, they're like, you know, hypothetically speaking, are still gonna keep living their lives. Right. So it's gonna be exciting to see how they create the storyline from there because, you know we may want to see something happen, you know, to sum up the story real nice and pretty with a bow, but in real life, sometimes things don't happen so quickly. And, you know, this is a 10 episode show. Right. So it's going to be exciting to see how they do develop, you know, Molly and, you know, everyone else, because they are writing it as if their lives are going to keep on going, even though we're not going to see what's happening. Yeah. And then Kelly shows up to the reunion and they, I don't know how they got this information, but (laughs) Kelly is dead. (laughs) (laughs) And so they did like a memorial video for everybody in that class that passed away since they left school. (laughs) And her name was, her face was on the thing. And I guess they, I don't know if Issa and them knew what they were responding to, but I guess they asked like, what are, what is something that you remember most about her? And they saying these things and they posted, <laughs> they posted on the, on the little screen show. Oh my God. The thing or whatever. And she's just kind of standing there like, what? I'm really dead? And then they like, they start playing Stanky Leg, talking about this my girl, Kelly Prinny. And then they all start doing the Stanky Leg, but Kelly is kind of just like, (laughs) the Stanky Leg? (laughs) (laughs) I'm telling you, I'm sad that this is the, like, I understand why Issa is ending the show, but you what kind of comedy show are you seeing that's like it's very few comedy black I won't I don't want to call this a black show but it's a show with black people that is so a1 like (laughs) I feel like anybody could relate to the themes and concepts yes Mm -hmm. yes 
and the stanky leg had a hold on some some particular people could not let the stanky leg go and i'm assuming kelly was one of because <laughs> <laughs> if they're out of when kelly and then was in college the stanky leg was a thing right right yeah and she has to have love that down because right <laughs> That's what. That's how y'all um remember me. Yes, the stanky leg. Wow, that's quality ass TV right there. Yeah, and but it's like funny to kind of see Kelly in this different light because you know Kelly don't take nothing serious. You know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So for her to feel away because she feel like nobody cares about her. You know, and I think it had dawned on her that maybe she has taken life too much of a joke, you know? Mm -hmm. And so at one point in the show, I guess she like made everybody like say something valuable about her or whatever. Uh Um, And I almost got confused. Like, well, damn, did she die in real life? Like what happened? (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then she's like, Thank y'all. And I'm like, oh, okay. So this was kind of just like a hypothetical if I was dead, what would y'all say? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, and she it like the things that they were saying shows like she's a very valuable friend to them. Um, mm-hmm. but she's real life the comedic relief in the friend group. Absolutely. Every single episode that she's in throughout the whole entire series, it hasn't really been any serious moments. Mm-hmm. And I think the only like almost serious moment is when she had like her little riff with Tiffany. Um, but even then you couldn't get through the whole dialogue with it, it being <laughs> serious. So yeah, Kelly, you just can't take the girl seriously. For mm-hmm. But she do show up for her friends. Cause mind you, Issa was going to her for financial advice, you mm-hmm. know, when she was going through her stuff. She was there for Tiffany when Tiffany was going through postpartum, you know, and Molly talks to Kelly, you know, like, how do you get past, you know, awkward situations in your friendship? Um, Mm -hmm. I feel like she gave valuable, (laughs) valuable um, information to uh, Molly when she asked that question. And at the end of it, Molly, Molly was like, yeah, that was worse. But it's just like you gotta <laughs> you gotta read through, right? Read through what Kelly is saying because she mm-hmm. be dropping gems. You just really gotta pay attention. Yeah, and and that's another thing too that she's not. It's not clear cut in your face. Like, and I think it was also too when Issa and Molly had gotten into it maybe in like the second or third season. I can't remember. And you know she was Kelly was saying some good shit, but again, don't nobody really be listening to what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> they just hear whatever they want to hear or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Like, she does drop gems. Yeah. And um, I, besides Tiffany's AKA little thing, it wasn't much to be said about Tiffany this episode. But honestly, besides her having, um, you know, her pro- postpartum situation, I don't feel like Tiffany had like a really big significant role in the friendship except mm-hmm. for that her and Kelly were best friends and you know Molly and Issa were best friends yeah. um yeah but it but I think that's very common when you have a group dynamic as such 
because not everybody is going to be super prevalent. But then also thinking about Tiffany's character and her being like so um, uppity, like uppity together and mm-hmm. together, it would kind of make sense as to why they mm-hmm. would kind of like and not that's exactly as much to the forefront. Right. And that's exactly what I was going to say, too. Her character is very much we are perfect. We have no problems. I'm perfect. I have my shit together. My hair is always done. My clothes are always fitted. Like, and I think that that's why that episode where she was going through postpartum was so powerful, because like now she's doing abnormal stuff. Right. To her character. And so we have a reason to talk about her because she's finally being real. Yeah. You know, she really isn't real with a lot of things that she says and Derek is one of those partners that just go along I don't want to yeah I don't want to tread any water so I'm gonna just go along with my crazy ass wife got to say because it's easier yeah um until that postpartum um episode airs so Mm -hmm. very much on brand (laughs) yeah definitely Mm -hmm. and I I just Like, I just love this show so much because I feel like it talks about real stuff that people in our age range are experiencing and going through. Mm -hmm. Um, And just how dynamics and people change, you know? Mm -hmm. And while Issa (laughs) is there, she's there to talk, like she got flewed out to Stanford to talk about, to be a part of a panel of entrepreneurs. And I think her responses were very on brand, but Mm -hmm. I also feel like her responses were real because as an entrepreneur, you never really know if you're on the right path. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, I feel like the other panelists were saying good stuff, but basically making it seem like entrepreneurship is easy. You know, but in actuality, there are a lot of insecurities when it comes to being an entrepreneur, because especially when you first start, you don't know if people are going to like what you're presenting, what your brand is, Um, trying to figure out what is going to make your brand hit, you know, so it's kind of just like, I feel like she gave a real, like real answers, but people just wasn't responding to it. It was like nothing every time she answered a question. Because you know what what it is with people, they'll ask you a question, but they already have an answer they want to hear. And when you say something that they're not trying to hear, they're not going to really take it in because they already have a preconceived answer in their mind. And that's what I read that is because a lot of people aren't being real with themselves. Mm -hmm. A lot of people you know, when they become an entrepreneur, they want to always project that things are going good Mm -hmm. because they are entrepreneurs. And that's kind of like the, sometimes that's the the motto to fake it till you make it or whatever. But when you really pull, pull back the onions and show like, oh, you got to go through this, that, and the third, and you don't really know what's going on sometimes people are like, "Mm, I don't want to hear that. (laughs) I want to hear the good stuff which calls for the crickets child yeah because I and you know as much as I give you shit about you know not starting a YouTube back up like I definitely understand the 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 feelings that go along with 
you know, this type of business, like Mm -hmm. YouTube, podcast, things like that, because you really have to try and figure out what, what is really grabbing your audience Mm -hmm. and how do you do that? And it's hard. Yeah. A lot of trial and error, a lot of restless nights. Yeah. Because I know I think about, um, like, mm-hmm. I listen to the Reed podcast a lot with uh, Crystal mm-hmm. and Kid Fury. And mm-hmm. I feel like Kid Fury just started off doing random rants on YouTube with Furious Thoughts. Crystal, mm-hmm. I feel like she was doing onesie twosie things here and there on MTV, but nothing like really substantial. And it's just like, well, how did y'all get this huge following? You know what I'm saying? Like, because y'all not very social people, y'all don't seem to be on social media like that. So it's just like, how did you grab your audience? Right. You know, like I heard about them from word of mouth, Mm -hmm. but it's just like, how? how? (laughs) Random. Yeah. Over time too. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing people don't want to hear from entrepreneurs. They want to hear the stories where it's like overnight success and stuff. But yeah, I think like you got to think your business as like a slow cooker, like a crock pot. Yeah, like it's going to taste the best when it's over time and it's really done correctly. The things like businesses now, I'm not saying this is how it always is, but like majority of the time when you get fast cash you're bound to run into hiccups where you lose it or yeah. something goes wrong and now you're like confused and the IRS, you got your dough, all this type of stuff. And so I think like with Kid Fury and Crystal, I remember like just randomly seeing their tweets, you know, part of Black Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking they like funny. And so I'm fo- I follow them just for their tweets and stuff and them talking shit. And the next thing I know, they like doing podcast tours and yeah. now they got an actual T like a TV show. Yeah. You know, for that podcast. And it's kind of like, damn, I was just following them the other day and this just happened. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. you know, it, it just gradually over time, that's really how, you know, their success came. It was slow but substantial. Yeah. And that's and that's another reason why I be put trying to push you because I feel like consistency is the key, you know. Yeah. So, um, I definitely think like that's why I just be like, any day now, Tyson, any day. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. and honestly, that's what keep me going. It's just like the consistency, you know. One day somebody mm-hmm. will hear it and be like, because I mean, initially I didn't start this to be like, oh, I want this to be this big thing. But then when I realized, like, you know, when you start researching, like, how to do a podcast, things like that, you know, they always say you don't have to spend a lot of money. You don't have to do X, Y, Z to have this podcast. But I feel like if you want it to be something, you do spend money to make it good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did want a, a nice microphone so that I would have good sound quality. You know, mm-hmm. I do invest in uh, Zoom, Zoom, the professional one. So say if I do want to have more than two people on a podcast at a time, I can do that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like you do a pop-up shop, 
you got to buy all this promotional stuff just so, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm investing my time and my money into this shit. I want a yeah. damn return. <laughs> yeah. You want to see the fruits of your labor. Yeah. So I, I can definitely like, that's how this, like, of course I love what I do. You know what I'm saying? But this is definitely grown into, especially when I get feedback about it being such a good, like a good product. And it's just like, okay, mm-hmm. if it's a good product, you know, somebody pick your girl up. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but um, so I did, I did like the fact that Issa, I mean, Issa is just always going to be real about mm-hmm. how she feels. Her facial expressions always show, you know, mm-hmm. what it is she's thinking. And so to like see her actually portray the uncertainty that she has as an entrepreneur, I think is important. Yeah, it needs to be seen. We need to make the the narrative of being an entrepreneur more realistic so that people, not to scare people, but to give people like a a good idea of what they're going to get into. Yeah, because I feel like you watch shows like Sex in the City, you got all of these pretty much self-made women, but it's, mm-hmm. and it's just like, it seemed like all of a sudden they was walking around in red bottoms and, yeah, you know, but, and Manolo Blahniks, but of course you see like throughout the show or even with their movies, you see, parts of their past and how it wasn't that way but that's what they gave off for however many seasons that they had that Mm -hmm. they just became rich all of a sudden you didn't see the struggle Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's what makes this so good is because you know you actually see somebody starting a business the the process like all the setbacks that come along with it you know, mm-hmm. and it's not easy. Like I have plenty of friends that are entrepreneurs and we talk regularly about how the shit is not for the faint at heart, mm-hmm. you know, because even if you do, you might have a good month this month selling your product. And then the next month it'd be like, yeah, sales just wasn't the same. Or mm-hmm. even, even with my listeners, like I had way more listeners last season and that's why I didn't want to take a break. Because I was just like, I don't want to lose my listeners. But now it's like, I have to rebuild that listenership Mm -hmm. again. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think this season, unfortunately, is going to be the last season. Oh, and Lawrence and Issa, Mm -hmm. you know, I know we left off last season with Issa finding out about... Mm -hmm. Lawrence's baby. No, I didn't girl. But um, and Condola raggedy ass. But stand her. You know, I'm sorry. I'm a bad. I said I wasn't gonna go backwards, but I'm gonna go backwards real quick. Because why the hell would you good keep a baby with a man that you said you didn't even want to be with no more? Did she never even had intentions on being with? Oh, right. I'm sorry. I, I, I misspoke. She never, she, he wanted to try to make some clarity about what they was doing. And she was like, I'm just having fun. So you keeping on having fun, baby? What type of shit that? I'm sorry. I understand some people may not believe in other means, but at the same time, you need to be responsible for your child's future. Mm-hmm. Why would you bring a kid into this world when it's already about to be a two-parent home? Right. 
like, as a newborn baby, that's messed up. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely... It, honestly, I'm not going to lie. When I hear about situations like that, it's just like... And, and not to say, like, I'm, like, advocating for men not to be fathers to their children or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be. But I do find it odd. Like, it really is a woman's choice and whether she brings a child into this world. And yes, a man did what he did. You know what I'm saying? But he don't even have a say in whether, you know, what the situation comes out to. And I mean, Mm -hmm. honestly, if you a good person, somebody you was just messing with say, hey, I'm pregnant, I'm keeping it. You don't have to be a part of the child's life if you don't want to be. I mean, what decent person is not going to be a part of their child's life? That's their that's their legacy that's their right what person's like oh thank god all right because i didn't want to I, i'll catch up with you later <laughs> right Duh. Like, thanks for giving me that out right i feel like when people say that like they're they're just like they're just talking just to talk because you know good and damn well if you know if they got an actual good bone in their body of course they're going to be there to help out of course they're going to be there to love and care for their their child like yeah on and you're right where it is a sticky situation where it's like um if anybody will talk about women's rights it is me I feel like our bodies are policed way too much by people who have no idea how our bodies even function sure definitely but I do think it is a little sticky situation with scenarios where although it is your body it's still half of somebody else's kid yeah and I think ultimately this this situation situation will be settled by being completely safe when you have sex and being 110,000 percent sure that you are using some type of form of protection and being very very careful and being on the same exact page and don't be messing with nobody that you wouldn't want to have no baby with which I know this is asking of a lot of Americans and or people <laughs> in general but <laughs> I, I mean you procreate with it right but I just feel like the only way we can be you know protected from these types of situations is if you do all of those things because it's gonna be unfair to a certain degree to the men because Mm -hmm. if a man truly does not want to have kids right now and or doesn't want to have kids ever and some little slip up happens it's literally you either gonna have to suck it up be in their life or deal with the consequences of not being in their life and just making that decision which sucks both ways yeah because you know you're doing something you did not want to do right all because you know, the other person said, yeah, no, I'm a keep. <laughs> right. So, you know, unfortunately, Lawrence got caught up in that situation. You know, him and Issa was just getting, getting back on talking terms. You know, it felt like, you know, they was going to get back together. Um, and when Issa is talking to Mirabitch, you know, in young Mirabitch in the in the mirror, she's like, Ooh, I 
are we still with such and such? And she's like, um, it's complicated. You know, mm-hmm. and honestly, I wasn't even anticipating that response. I was looking, I was actually knowing the situation, even though I know the situation, I was looking for her to be like, yeah, I'm in a relationship, you know, but she was like, no, it's complicated, you know? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the episode, you know, she meets up with Lawrence and, you know, it, it makes sense why it would be complicated, you know? Um, and then she ends up breaking up with him. Ah! And I, I was just so like, maybe it just was not in the cards for them to be together. Unfortunately, I had to come to that realization. I know, I 100% know where she's coming from because I would do the same exact thing. I would probably cry for 50 days and 50 nights. Plus, I would probably be devastated. I would probably be in such a emotional state where it's like not even funny, but I would still make the conscious decision to do the same because that's a lot to accept. And it's not like, they were in a horrible position when they started talking again, but they are still, it's a new relationship off of an old relationship, if yeah. that makes sense. It so, is baggage already. Right. And then you bring so, up more baggage. It's not, it's, because it, then they haven't even been able to fully get to a place where, you know what, we're doing so good and we have no baggage at all. We done came to conclusion with everything that them happen and we are solid rock yeah nothing penetrate like you know we didn't see the behind the scenes but it's obvious they have to break down yeah they have to break down everything in that eight-year relationship that was you know gone wrong not just the fact that you know Issa almost kind of cheated or did that's still up to debate but (laughs) Uh, she had a cheated baby I want to, I'm part of the Issa Hive where I don't want to accept that that was cheating, cheating. It was like, baby, I seen it. I seen it. (laughs) It was like, I'm seeing Issa as well, but I'm right or wrong and my eyes did not deceive me. (laughs) I know what I saw. (laughs) Oh, but you wouldn't cheat on your nigga if you forgot your whole birthday. I mean, I want um, I would break up with him, and I have done that. Just kidding, Cocoa Puffs. I do not. Uh, what's the What's the word? I do not. I do not, uh, condone. I do not condone the actions that Issa Park took in in season one. <laughs> Anyhow, I say all that to say that it, he was gonna be having to have skin to skin with the baby. He was gonna have to have his schedule altered for the baby and uh, 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 uh. yeah I, so, I couldn't do it I can definitely understand Issa's position in um breaking up with Lawrence I do think I do think there is definitely some emotional some emotions involved in that decision for sure um And I think she came to the realization of what she was telling Molly about how Molly used to be so sure of herself and that's what she admired about her. And I think she realized like, 
she had to do that same thing in her own life. Mm -hmm. For sure. And that's respectable when you are able to like, because it would kind of be, I wouldn't say toxic in the word, the way that it's normally used, but it would be toxic in a kind of way to, you know, accept that he has this baby knowing that it wouldn't go right it'll kind of be like a ticking time bomb so yeah she made a decision that i that baby is gonna become a priority yeah and you can't you would be a horrible person to have an attitude with your man or with your woman because they're your kids (laughs) yeah like and i i wouldn't even want to even be in that situation because i'm definitely not a needy person but I am a person that values quality time Mm -hmm. um and if we are being interrupted by whatever especially a baby that ain't mine that's not mine I will never like make them feel any type of way I would never give this energy off but in my head I would be you would be resentful (laughs) yeah because it's like damn we can't even do our shit like we can't even be us it's us plus one yeah and it ain't a plus one we made (laughs) and you're always gonna feel some type of way because it's like they're at the point where they were in a committed relationship living together you know building towards something else Mm -hmm. so obviously you're going to be thinking about damn I didn't even have his first baby yeah He's going through, you know, fatherhood and he's already experiencing all these things. And if we are together, we have a baby. It's kind of like we don't get to go through it at the same time. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's definitely a realization that has to be taken into consideration. And that shows her growth because she took it all (laughs) into consideration. She wasn't too quick to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Um, she she had time to think about it and she just decided yeah I get to see you next lifetime <laughs> <laughs> Woo, child. I feel like sometimes I feel like the shows we love or movies we love all like to disappoint us in some shape form or fashion listen like they knew that was a damn well yeah everybody wanted Issa and Lawrence to get back together absolutely from the from the very first season they the way they spent that uh that episode in the first season where uh he went over there to go and see Issa we like oh, is it happening right and then it did happen and yep. like he was gone the whole what was it, the second season he was gone the entire time and we yeah. all Lawrence, 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 Lawrence. And then season four comes. And we like, oh, this feels good. I got the butterflies. I got yeah. a heart in it. I feel yeah. all mushy. Like, like at this point, I'm in the relationship. Right? We invested. They, they knew we wanted that shit three bad. And they was like, oh, just just right when it's right let's there. Sprinkle, let's bring a condola, bitch ass. <laughs> Uh, and then they named her Condola, just the cherry on top. That's a stupid ass name. I'm sorry if there's any Cocoa Puffs that are named Condola, but that shit is is dark. You no, know, no. Come up with a nickname because I, I if I ever see a Condola, I, I I don't know what I'm gonna do. 
<laughs> hey, Felicia Rashad doing his name Condola or something like that. <laughs> Stupid. Just dumb. But yeah. So I, I think the the intent was to give us what mm-hmm. we wanted, but to be like in real life, this is the type of shit that happens. Yeah. It is real. It's, it's real. One realization they could have left alone. <laughs> They could have, but then when I think about it, you gotta like we gotta know these characters. Issa is not the baby, the the uh, not the baby mama. She's not the um the stepmama. She's not the stepmom. She she has never gave those types of qualities. She has never none of that. And I don't even think there's any character on the show besides uh the girl that Lawrence was talking to from Best Buy. Now she gives stepmama vibes. She would have yes. I mean from the bank. She would have stayed ten toes down with Lauren. <laughs> she would have been because he was a good man and he had a job. He has a job, <laughs> baby. She would have been having him come to the uh, the family reunion with the baby. Mm-hmm. And she yeah, got stepmom shirt. Yeah, she would have <laughs> had. She would have had the shirt that said, "I'm not the stepmom. I'm the mom who stepped up." Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she was that character but even yes. she is not that type of girl no this is my bonus baby yeah <laughs> but, you know I, I really can't wait to see what the rest of the season has to offer I'm still very sad that the season the show is coming to an end I feel like we could have at least got one more season out of it, but I do understand that Issa is blowing up now and, mm-hmm. you know, she got to make time for other money. Yeah. And she says that she doesn't want to make these actors commit to this project when they could be doing other things that can help them grow too. So yeah. she was think she was being self- selfless in her thoughts and we being selfish. She could have gave us what we wanted one more season. Right, right. I feel like one more season could have really developed the ending better. Yeah, because I am really curious, unless they're going to do like a time, because you know some series when they end, they do time um, jumps. Yeah. And I'm wondering if they will do a time jump because I need to know, do they get back together? Because I would, after some time, I wouldn't want to be someone's girlfriend when they're just had a newborn baby but I can consider it after the baby's a little older mm-hmm. and they don't be all like in you done figured, figured some shit out right so maybe then but so like with uh, it's so many questions I, and I, I know this really feel like the the show could have been more the ending mm-hmm. could be more developed I feel like right now the end just in how it ended last season and where we are right now, I feel like it's the ending is being rushed. Mm-hmm. I don't want that. And she, hopefully, the second episode comes out tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, watch as soon as we get done. Yeah, you know, hopefully, like it starts to go in a different direction because she also said in her interview, she said that she saw so many shows that she's loved or the people love where they're so upset with how it ends. And she was like, she doesn't want to be another one of those shows. So I really hope she give us what we want. Yeah, she takes that into consideration. But she did say there won't be any longer episodes. (laughs) 
She so. stuck by that no longer episode. Yeah. You gotta stick to your guns. Yeah. Well, and that's another thing she said in the, uh, in the interview. She said, even if she wanted to, she couldn't because HBO, she would take like a 33 minute episode to them and they'll be like, get it down to 28 minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> So, like, she said every once in a while there was a few that were longer, but it's not really, they don't be playing. Yeah. Makes so. sense. But do you have any final words you would like to say? Um, Let's keep roaches out of people's face. Yeah. Let's think a little bit more about our actions. Okay. Mm-hmm. And let's try to be logical realistic non-toxic <laughs> um but no I appreciate being on the show like I always do I love talking to you we'll talk I already knew I said let me balance out some time because Coco really does love to kiki <laughs> And I do too. We are a recipe for disaster when it comes to running these mouths. Honey, yes. we'll be all day. So, <laughs> but I love it every single time. I'll come back anytime you ever want me to. Um, you know, I said, give me a reoccur a reoccurring role, honey. <laughs> I love it, and you are so inspiring. Um, and when I think about my YouTube and how I want to get back into the grind of it, you are like my number one thought that I think of because you do, I feel like you have done a great job coming out the, the gate as a brand new podcaster yeah. with your consistency, branching out to different people and to go a whole year straight with no like breaks or anything. And the one time you took a break, it was because you were making a major life change I feel like you've done such a great job so you inspire me and I appreciate what you have been doing and have me back anytime I love it I don't care if we talk about coochie roaches (laughs) or anything it's always fun kiki and with coco so that's all I got enjoy you for sure I appreciate you coming on the show you know, I always love your perspective. And like you said, whenever we do talk, we may not talk all the time, but when we do, baby, it'd be for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> we literally have been talking for three hours. <laughs> and that's about the standard. That's yeah, about the standard. For sure. I don't think we've ever been on the phone less time than that, unless it was like a quick, a quick ass thing and something either I had to do something you had to do something yeah I don't think it's ever been anything less than yeah so uh I appreciate you for coming on the show taking the time out of your day um you know I I told you earlier I'm super excited for you proud of you for making the move at 24 to build a home and to do things on your own terms I think a lot of people get caught up in what society thinks they should be doing or think is appropriate. Um, And in actuality, no one has to live your life but you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So I I do love that about you and just, you know, keep doing it. I will say from the time that I have met you up until now, you have just become so much more sure of yourself and 
super proud to see the growth. So thank you for coming on the show. You want to tell people where they can find you at on social media. And if you have not watched Ty's Universe on YouTube, you know, it's still, the episodes are still out there. So check out the YouTube. So yeah, let them know. Yes. Thank you for those kind words. And for my uh, temporarily Cocoa Puffs, uh, if you ever want to see what I'm up to, you can follow me on Instagram at tys.universe or um, you can also catch me on YouTube eventually. Catch my old videos, which I feel like, you know, might as well. Um, But stay tuned for my new videos and my YouTube channel is Ty's Universe. Subscribe, um, follow me on Instagram. Those are really the two platforms that I'll be on the most. So, you know, I've definitely had people tell me they can't wait to see um, the YouTube. So, but you know, your time and your time. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm 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 really about to I'm really about to try to get to a point where I can balance. That's that's what. I'm working on is balance and prioritizing because the military is not my baby. It's not what I want to do, but somehow it's taken over my life. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I need to try to really be aggressive about, you know, my personal life because it's stopping me from doing YouTube. It's stopping me from doing other things that will make me happy. So you know, like you said, you got to find time because mm-hmm. I just started grad school. Not fucking easy. You know, mm-hmm. still doing the podcast, working. Sometimes don't leave work to damn eight o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you got to make time to do the things that you enjoy. Like, mm-hmm. I can't stand damn school. But, you know, I do it because, you know, the, the military ain't going to be forever. It's temporary. Right. You know, right. so I got to be doing things that's going to set me up for success afterwards. Absolutely. So, you know, but I do believe like finding joy in the thing, like happiness is a never ending journey. You know what I'm saying? And you have to find joy in what you can find joy in, because it's mm-hmm. not going to be one particular thing that's going to make you happy. You're not going to roll over one day and be like, my life is perfect. I'm happy. I love what I do. It's just not going to happen because life is always going to happen. So you have to find joy in those moments where you can. And this podcast is legit a joy for me. Good. So that's why I keep doing it. Yes, ma'am. Because I enjoy it. If it's what your girl can do, I can talk. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Yes, (laughs) that's been confirmed years ago. Y'all can follow me on Instagram at Kiki and with Coco, Twitter, Facebook. What's this other thing? Um, TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, that. Find find (laughs) me in all the places. (laughs) Everywhere where you be on your phone, I'm at. Okay. Robbie. Um, (laughs) so definitely follow me on the social medias the show airs every wednesday at midnight and if if i remember to hit the publish button i had a hiccup one day but you know typically midnight wednesday it's up Mm -hmm. 
Um, listen to me on your morning commute, your commute home. You know, get you a couple laughs, Kiki and with Coco. And of course, mm-hmm. on my website at Kiki and with Coco Podcast.com. As always, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. And until next time, bye. Bye.